0: Hey, what's up? I'm Steve Carney, Rays Insider for Tampa Bay Sports Radio 95.3 WDAE and AM620. like to thank you for checking out today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. It's our daily look at the Tampa Bay Rays and the news and the events that affect both the team and the rest of Major League Baseball. Hey, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're using to listen to today's show. It'll help you never miss a day of the program. We've also got our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram feeds inside pitch pod and you can also check out the inside pitch radio show which gets going an hour before every raise game monday through saturday and two hours before first pitch on sundays and if you've got a question for me if you want to uh leave a question that uh, you want me to ask a player, you have some feedback or whatever it is you want to check out uh, and send me an email uh, at insidepitchpod at gmail.com. So let's get today's show going. This is the Inside Pitch Podcast. Now your host, Steve Carney. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. Coming up on today's show, Addison Russell is back in the big leagues, and there are plenty of people that are not happy with that, and we'll discuss that here coming up in a couple of moments. But we will begin with Wednesday afternoon's contest that stretched into Wednesday evening, for the Rays, as they were once again unable to finish off a sweep at home. It's amazing to think that this team has two sweeps so far this year, and both of them are on the road, but unfortunately, they fall behind two nothing. Early to the Arizona Diamondbacks and it's weird because you know Charlie Morton is you know he's not known for being the best control guy in the world but on Wednesday he really had problems with just one guy and that was trying to throw a strike to Gerard Dyson who walked to start the game and then walked to start the third inning and both times came around to score in very similar fashions first time. Walk, single by David Peralta, moves him to third base, and then a fielder's choice grounder by Adam Jones, which was a double play that did not get turned that would have ended the inning, allows Dyson to score to make it 1-0. The third inning, walk, single by David Peralta, and then after a strikeout by uh, Jones, you saw a base hit from Cattell Marte that brought in uh, Dyson to make it 2 nothing, And we we're going, oh my goodness. And then Robbie Ray was just fantastic. He struck out 11, pitching five and two-thirds innings. There were a lot of strikeouts on both sides by this uh, on, in this game by both teams. Uh, and we'll get to that here in a moment. But, uh, you know, the Rays credit them. They did not give up, even though there were plenty of opportunities throughout the contest and lots of strikeouts. As I mentioned, uh, they are able to get a run across in the eighth, and then in the ninth, you get the uh, you bring the tying run to uh, scoring position after a double by Yandy Diaz with two strikes and two outs in the bottom of the ninth. And an intentional walk to Tommy Pham. They go to Kevin Kiermeyer to pinch hit. He comes through with a base hit that scores Diaz with the tying run. But then gets caught in a rundown. And Pham tries to make a break for the plate to try and score the winning run. And gets thrown out to end the inning. And we would go to extra innings. And they would play a 10th, an 11th, a 12th. And finally in the 13th, it was just... Uh, too much as Wilmer Flores with an RBI single off of Chaz Rowe, would score the go ahead and winning run for the Diamondbacks as they would win by a score of three to two in thirteen innings. So I mentioned Kiermeyer and uh, the ninth inning play that went on. And you could tell afterwards how disgusted he was with himself. For not realizing that the ball was cut off because he was uh screened from the shortstop. So uh I wanted you to hear Kevin's response him himself after the game. Kevin, you wanna take us through uh what happened in the ninth inning with the with the rundown and the Yeah.
1: Um, you know, I, I got the base hit and I ran in first and uh you know, it's one of those things I I ex- you know, explain myself to the coaches and everything. Um uh, the umpire was right in line with the short I didn't even the umpire was right in line with the shortstop I didn't even know the shortstop was there I saw the throw go third and I was already pretty much halfway there at the head full of steam so I wanted to try to take the extra base right there and to see the ball get cut off cut me off by surprise because like I said the umpire um he was seriously in a perfect spot at, at the right time and um I just I didn't see the shortstop there. And uh, if if I would have known that, you know, I would have shut it down. But you guys know how I am. Anytime the defense gives me an extra base, um, I'm gonna take it. And uh, you know, i I, I regret it, obviously, you know, never trying to run us out of an inning. Um so frustrating in that aspect, but at the same time, you know, I I didn't see the guy and uh you know, it didn't work in our favor right there. Tommy did everything right to, you know, he, he timed up the throw perfectly once it went to the shortstop and, you know, he made, or the second baseman, he made a perfect throw home. And, you know, I I hate, hate doing that. I know better, but like I said, at the same time, given uh, with how I just explained that, um, that that's, that's what happened. And it, like I said, it caught me off by total surprise. And Wish I could do it over and just shut it down, let Avi try to be the hero right there and, and you know, drive drive Tommy in, but that wasn't the case and you know, not happy with myself, but at the same time I just I didn't see the guy at all. And um yeah, unfortunate on, on my part and uh just not a not a good baseball move. I
0: see emotion in that moment, Kevin. You get the hit, you tie the game.
1: Yeah. You know, happy to tie it up right there, give us give us a shot. But like I said, at the same time, uh, I know better. But I'm telling you, it was just the perfect, you know, working out in their favor in that situation, given where the umpire was, you know, and, and like I said, he completely blocked my view of the shortstop and um, yeah, it's it's definitely a um, somewhat of a, a rally killer you know you feel really good about yourself and you know tying the game and doing everything you you did in your power to you know give yourself your give your team a chance but uh you know me being a little too aggressive and like just what i explained to you guys uh you know definitely didn't give us a chance to went there in the ninth and that's what i'm upset with myself about we had our opportunities there, we didn't take advantage and um you know, uh, a bad base running move on my part, uh, you know, is definitely a rally killer.
0: I know you guys are 10 games over 500, but now 0-4 in extra innings, 1-5, or 1-6, excuse me, in, in one running games. How frustrating is that?
1: It is. It, it's very frustrating. Um, like I just said, we, we have our opportunities to, to drive guys in, and, and um, we haven't done that as of late, and, uh, you know, these, these tight ball games against good teams, you have to, find a way to push runs across the board. It's a lot easier said than done. Trust me, if we wanted to go up there every time and, and do a job and execute, we could. But um, at the same time, we we you know from the offensive side of everything, we need to do a better job of, you know, get, once that runner gets on third less than two outs, we have to do a better job of putting the ball in play. And, you know, whether the infield's in or back, you have to kind of analyze the field and take what the defense gives you. But, um, you know, I, I think kind of just thinking out loud it just seems like we're we're striking out and not putting the ball play in, in critical times and like i said we're up there we're trying to do our best but we have to hone down a little bit more when uh you know especially like i said once that runner gets on third we need to do a better job of, of driving them in and uh you know his one-run games like you know it can't be the storyline of our season we've had some tough ones so far but like i said we just need to do a better job of focusing in the in the bigger situations and and uh, drive them in any way we can, and uh, we haven't done that great as of late. But um, you know, it, pitchers know they they have to make their best pitches, and you know, there's you feel that pressure when you're up in the batter's box. So hopefully we can uh, turn that around. But you know, today was a frustrating one because, like I said, we had our we had our chances, and we didn't capitalize. And um, that's baseball sometimes. But we never had any quit in us or anything. So. Proud of the guys for that, but definitely need to uh, start winning these games, and uh, you know when it when it comes down to crunch time.
0: And yes, it is frustrating that this team is 0-4 in extra innings, and now 1-6 in one-run games. And despite all of that, they're still 10 games over 500. But for this team to take that next step, they have to get better when it comes to one-run games and extra inning contests. You cannot have a record like that and expect to do well throughout the season. Uh, You know, it's funny. I had a lot of people hit me up on social media for some of the uh, things that happened in Wednesday's game, notably Tommy Pham, uh, because Pham was picked off uh, in the 12th inning after drawing a leadoff walk in – the uh, frame from Archie Bradley and uh, i had a lot of people going after Tommy fan because it's not the first time he's been picked off this year uh you know i'm just trying to to look at some of these you know he's been caught stealing twice and, and now i believe that is his second or his third uh pick off so far this year and i get oh he's the dumbest ball player that you've you've ever seen and i'm like Are you serious? Because I I even said, you know, there have been plenty of other guys that I have said, dude, what are you doing more than I would with Tommy Pham? And and Tommy, you know, you look at his pickoffs. Archie Bradley's move is very, very good for a right-hander. And and he acknowledged that. The Red Sox pickoff was a set play. You know, I, I don't see how you can... How uh, you can fault him for not realizing that they have a set play with a guy, a, a young guy that they don't expect that from. I could see doing that with a veteran, but Ryan Brazier is a, a rookie basically, and you're throwing set plays at him. So you know, credit the Red Sox for for calling the set play at the right time. You know, two stolen base uh, caught steals, one of them being trying to uh, time uh the uh break from second to third base it's going to happen and to to call his call his baseball IQ into question calls your baseball IQ into question if you ask me because there are a lot of guys that I would say are yeah I I would scream what are you doing at in the press box long before I would get to Tommy Pham I get two words for you Tim Beckham. You remember a couple of years ago, Beckham got sent down to AAA because he failed to run hard around third base to, to the plate as uh, a, as one of the other Rays players was trying to stretch a single into a double and got tagged out for the final out of the inning, and Beckham hadn't crossed home plate. And that's cost the Rays a run. He gets sent down for that. That was one of many of his base running blunders. In, I believe it was uh, 2016 and he did not get called up in September that happened in like July they sent him down they're like don't come back this year and you see what Beckham is doing in Seattle right now yeah he's playing shortstop basically every day he's also leading the league in errors he's got like 11 or 12 errors and we're not even 40 games into the season You know, Malik Smith was an adventure on the base paths as well. Everybody remembers he stole 40 bases last year. But he was an absolute adventure when it came to being on the base paths. Saw somebody on Twitter talk about, you know, he needed to come with three rings and a tent. He was that much of a circus. So don't tell me that Tommy Pham doesn't know what he's doing. I've watched Tommy Pham prepare. I've seen him not just here with the Rays, but with St. Louis. Tommy knows how to play this game. And like I said, calling him out for his baseball IQ just tells me that you don't have much of one yourself. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Finally today, the Chicago Cubs recalled Addison Russell to the big leagues to play on Wednesday. And of course, there are uh, a lot of questions that come along with the infielder after his suspension for uh, violating the domestic uh, violence policy that Major League Baseball has. He served a 40-game suspension. And there are a number of groups, there are a number of people, even within Major League Baseball, that think that Russell got away too easily with the suspension and with his return, thinking that you know everything is just going to go back to normal. Uh, my friend Jessica Caroli, who runs uh, a baseball website called All Heels on Deck. Uh, she does a lot of uh, a lot of domestic violence uh, articles. She uh, is uh, someone who uh, is a uh, proponent of trying to get uh, you know, content, uh, baseball content from women, from the uh, LGBTQ community, from uh, persons of color, and and I think she really does a good job of promoting diversity in the baseball community, Uh, has been a big opponent of Addison Russell, and I can certainly understand why Jessica is not shy in admitting the fact that she herself is a Survivor of domestic violence. And I am completely behind her in the fact that this suspension does not change the fact that Addison Russell is a person who has committed domestic violence. You know, he's he's not denying the fact that he had been violent towards his wife, Melissa. And I understand why she thinks that, you know, there needs to be a, a harsher penalty when it comes to people like Addison Russell. I'm not uh opposed to there being harsher penalties in major league baseball for people who are um committers of domestic abuse and domestic violence. You know, do I think that Addison Russell got away light? Yes, I do. Do I think that Aroldis Chapman got away light? Yes, I do. But to those people that think that Addison Russell should never get back into baseball. I would say that you're being a little too harsh on him. Because to me, I believe also in second chances. You know, I think that people deserve a chance to prove that they have changed. And I liked Theo Epstein saying that he has been in contact with a number of people, not just Addison, but the people around Addison, including Melissa Russell. And if they say that he has changed, well, then hopefully that change will end up sticking with him. And hopefully he can be a example of someone that realized, you know what, I messed up as a youngster and I was able to turn my life around and this is how I did it. And this is how you can do it. Because there is nothing that, to me, is worse than someone who raises their hand to a woman. I, you know, I grew up in a single-parent household. My mom, my sister, and I have been i uh, I've been a, a very, vocal person when it comes to people who have done misogynistic things and people who have committed uh, domestic violence against women. I can only go by, you know, what I have seen and what I have heard. And the people in the Chicago Cubs organization obviously are going to be much closer to the situation and they'll have much more access. And I know that there are people that'll say, you know, but you know, they're too close to it. You know, they want him back because of the player that he is not the person that he is. But I would counter by saying, because they are so close, they can, Get the outside counsel that they see from other people in that situation. And I would think that because Melissa Russell has been upfront with the Cubs organization, that she would continue to do so. And if Addison Russell were to have another episode and another incident that she would be able to go to the Cubs organization and then we would see the discipline come down from them. And then you would see the authorities get involved then. But to say that he doesn't deserve an opportunity to try and prove that he has changed, I think that um, I think that's a little too harsh. And so we'll wait and see if he has indeed changed for the better. I'd like to thank you for checking out today's episode of the Inside Pitch Podcast. Again, we are on all of your favorite podcast platforms, uh, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, of course, the iHeartRadio app. And uh, you can catch us on the Rays blog at 953wdae.com. The Inside Pitch Radio Show is uh, off today because the Rays have the day off. We will resume on Friday when the New York Yankees come to town for an AL East leading showdown Uh, it'll be Tyler Glass now and Domingo Herman in Friday's contest the inside pitch radio show will be going at six o'clock for a 7 10 first pitch I'm Steve Carney thank you so much for joining me today on the inside pitch podcast